Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Armis, episode 106. Hey, Richers, thank you so much for being here again. It makes me really happy. And I would like to tell you that thanks to you, we managed to reach to the top 100 podcasts at the management and marketing category in iTunes. So, yay! This is you. And I'm really so, so, so happy about it. As I told you, we are at the special month of helping each of you to reach your entrepreneurial business success through our content. This episode with Dr. Kevin Gazzara is all about that. But before diving into my interview with Kevin, we have something new for you. And I suggest you go to the richomiss.com, either to the homepage or to the show notes of this episode, and you will find my free cheat sheet or freebie, whatever you call it, about five actionable tips to implementing the daily routine of successful entrepreneurs. I believe each and every one of you can find at least one easy-to-implement habit that would help you succeed faster and reach higher heights. So, go to thereachomiss.com. And now, I want to tell you about this episode that will enable you to learn from Dr. Kevin Gazzara, who worked for 18 years at Intel, and then researched and found the five things that the most successful entrepreneurs in Intel and outside of Intel said you need before establishing your entrepreneurship. Let's hear about Kevin. Dr. Kevin Gazzara has spent the last 30 plus years in program management, leadership, organizational development, courseware development, executive coaching, and teaching in both public and private sectors spanning from heavy equipment to high-tech. He is currently a senior partner at Magna Leadership Solutions, LLC, based in Phoenix, Arizona, which provides business workshops, facilitation, assessments, and executive coaching services worldwide. Kevin worked for Intel Corporation for 18 years, holding management positions for management and leadership development, Intel University for the U.S., the Graduate Rotation Program, Mentoring, Programs for Intel's Worldwide Human Resources Organization, and more. Dr. Gazzara is also a faculty at Grand Canyon University, University of Phoenix, Drexel University, and Ohio College. In 2007, he received the Future HR Leader Awards from Human Capital Magazine for the Task Quotient Assessment. 
Workforce Magazine has recognized him for his international leadership development programs. Dr. Kevin Gazzara, hi. Hi, Ayut. How are you? I'm so great, and I'm so happy to talk with you. How great it is. It's a wonderful chance for me to talk to some of my fellow friends and uh, people in Israel where I just returned from. Yeah, you just returned from Israel, and you've been teaching there, isn't it? For about 10 years, I've been going back and forth to Israel for about 20. I started doing management and leadership development programs uh, when I was at Intel. And we used to do many of our programs in Ilat, but I've been recently teaching for the last 10 years at Ohalo College in their executive master's program for education. That's so great. And I just shared with my listeners what you've done until now in terms of your career. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Well, the one thing I will say is that I've been very blessed and very fortunate in my life. I spent almost 20 years at Intel doing lots and lots of different things and product management and general manager, you know, from the technical side. But I found my passion in management and leadership development, and I was fortunate enough to be able to spend my last 10 years or so uh, managing Intel University and then managing Intel's management and leadership development. For the last six of those 10 years and we used to do about 2500 to 3,000 managers a year wow. in 10 different countries so it was it kept me busy so that was my passion and I had a personal goal that when I was 50 that I wanted to retire or do my next phase of life and that phase of life was to, to teach so I'm unfortunately a professor at five universities at the moment wow. and then the other thing portion of my time, I started up a firm called Magna Leadership Solutions here in the U.S. Uh, with two of my colleagues from Intel. So the last 12 years, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do what I love to do, which is to really help other people uh, become successful through developing their own uh, leadership brand. It's fantastic. First of all, I must say that I once say that I think that Intel is the, the best company in terms of inside management and the way they are managing their managers. I have some very good friends. We have Intel here in Israel, of course, you know that. And it's amazing the way you are working there. So you worked there and then you took it out to the world? Exactly. I, you know, Intel was a great training ground. As you have said, they had some amazing managers and leaders there that I got to learn from, and hopefully I helped many of them. Intel is a very confrontational environment. It's just getting things done, uh, working together with respect. And what I recognized was from dealing with many of my friends that they who were working outside of Intel were not getting the same kind of development and leadership training or opportunities that I was. And like I had said earlier, I had this personal goal that when I was 50, I wanted to be able to go and, and share my knowledge to help other organizations. And we've worked with big organizations and we also work with very small organizations to help them get better so that they can you know, hire and retain their best people. I think it's so important because a part of Intel, I think we really see a lot of issues, a lot of lack in what managers has, a lot of problems in a lot of companies' environment. I'm talking enterprises as well as medium companies, especially entrepreneurs. 
it's like there is a big gap between the company that you established your agenda or your method and uh, and the outside world isn't it yes yeah so there's I think what I found most is that organizations really do have very good people when organizations have challenges it's one of two reasons one either that the management or leadership is Are not creating an environment that's encouraging or motivating and engaging for them or that those people are just misplaced in what they're doing or the types of tasks that they're doing and what we found is is if you can improve the management and leadership where it's it's more nurturing it's still driving it's I'm not talking about creating a country club or things that are just nice and fluffy to have it's really driving to results doing it in such a way that that um, that the people want to come back and do more of or you get the opportunity to take people that may be doing something and just restructuring or uh, realigning some of the work that they've done that's a little bit more interesting and aligns with their values and interests and just by doing those two things yeah you can really improve the work environment and culture but m- most importantly you can retain the people because the cost of turnover is sure. just outstanding and what would be your best advice to entrepreneurs those mm-hmm. who are just either establish something that they took from their early nine to five jobs or those who just invented some technology new things what would be your best advice to them well it's interesting because I get this question quite a bit and before I and my two colleagues left Intel we spent a a lot of time talking about our exit from the corporate world yeah. and what was necessary. And fortunately enough, I am part of a, a network that we, we do a lot of assessments and we work with a company called Target Training International and they provide assessments such as DISC and values and emotional intelligence and leadership. Mm-hmm. And we've been working with them for almost 20 years now and oh. they have a network of about 8,000 people uh, They call them value-added associates, or they're really distributors of their product. So, <laughs> so I've had access to that network even before I left Intel, and, and I met some amazing people there. So I found about a dozen or so of the most successful entrepreneurs who had either built their business on their own or had left the corporate world to go start their next phase of life. And I wanted to know, because uh, I'm a researcher, mm-hmm. and my background is in engineering, When I did all my doctoral research, I really like making sure that I make good informed decisions, not just uh, irrational decisions. And, sure. and there were five things that came up as uh, a consistent pattern with all of the successful entrepreneurs that I talked to. And they said, you really need five things in order to be successful yeah. to make that leap to come out of the corporate world. And the first one they had said, and these are no particular order. The first one was is, is that you have to have what they call the stick or something unique that you offered that nobody else does right something unique about you and it might not be just one thing but it might be hmm. uh, multiple things okay. and for me it was you know I had a technical background my interest was in leadership and doing training and development and what I found is is there's not a lot of people doing training. that come from the engineer you know, the product development world sure right yeah so, sure. so that was the first thing so that and and on top of that you know also kind of having a doctorate in in leadership as well as in engineering 
So that's an unusual mm. combination. So that was that was the first item. So that was my um, you know unique stick. kind of shtick, right? And the second thing they said was that you have to have a network. And not only do you have to have the network, but you have to be able to tap into your network in order to to get uh, work, uh, get your name out there, uh, and build and grow your business. So so the fortunate thing is, since I knew this early on, several years before I left, I did a very, very consciously active job of developing a network both inside Intel and outside Intel through speaking and coaching and, and so forth. So that was the second piece. The third piece that they told me yeah. was that you need a social presence, that you need to be out there, whether it's hmm. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google, uh, web pages, whatever, that you have to have a presence there so that when people, if they're looking for you and they want to be able to determine whether you're a good fit or whether you're even legitimate, that if you don't have that, that it makes mm. it very, very difficult. So you have to create this constant social presence. And probably as you know, And that's how I found you through Twitter, actually. You connected me on Twitter. I connected you through LinkedIn. But yeah, that's how I found you and found out that you are so uh, famous and have some uh, method to share yeah. with the world. Yeah, so it's a very good example of why this social presence is so important. And that was the third item. And then the fourth item that they told me was that you need to have a book, that you need to have not just a book, but you need to have a hard cover copy of a book, particularly because we, <laughs> we deal with executives. So we wrote our book. The first edition was, came out about 10 years ago, and the second edition came out about uh, seven or eight years ago. And I have to say of anything that we had done to start up the business, Uh, and you know keep it running for the last 12 years having that book you know we wrote the yeah. book called the leader of Oz which was we took the story of the Wizard of Oz and we wrote a business parable yeah uh, I love this uh, name and uh, we'll put a link to the book in the show notes of this interview oh thanks so much no, thank you I didn't read it but I love I'm going uh, to read it but I I love the name uh, the leaders of Oz it, yeah it's it's worked very very well because you Even around when I've done business with our clients around the world, um, most people have seen the movie The Wizard of Oz. Sure. And the nice thing is, because all of the characters in the book uh, parallel exactly the characters in The mm. Wizard of Oz, um, you know how they're going to react. And we just changed the name slightly. We had some fun with it. It's, it's really a business parable about a company that gets whisked out of Kansas and dropped into Silicon Valley, and you have the... Wicked VP from the East and the Wicked VP. So, so the character types are all the same, so you know how they're going to react. Wow. So that made it very easy for us to write the, the book. And we use it as a foundation for a lot of the leading, what we call Leading Forward Academy, which is our leadership programs that run anywhere between four to nine months or so. So that was the fourth item. And then the fifth item, which was really interesting, And in a discussion that I have with most people that are looking to leave the corporate world um, and do something different on their own, the, the fifth item is that uh, everyone told us that is you need to have you need to be well capitalized. you need to have enough money placed away that you can you should plan uh, for 18 months to 24 months mm. to be able to make no no money doing consulting whatsoever and 
And if you do, that's that's an advantage, right? Just think of that as a, a windfall or a, or a bonus. But they said you have to be able to say to yourself, I am willing to take two years of my salary and invest it in myself and my company to build the company so that you can do it right. And wow. most, I think if you look at most startups, particularly consultancies, that mo- I'd say uh, from what I remember about the statistics is I think it's about 85% go out of business in the first two years or so. Yeah. Because one, they don't have the other four elements or they have the other four elements, but they don't have um, enough money to kind of sustain the business. That's right. So, That's so right. I, yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, or we made sure with all of our the other two individuals when we left the corporate world together that we had enough money. Um, and one of the advantages for for me was that as a professor at the universities, I could be doing some evening classes once or twice a week, hmm. and that would generate a nice sustainable income just to pay the the basic bills and so forth. So I didn't really have to worry too much. And the my other uh, colleagues were the same. Wow. First of all, I think it's amazing five yeah. factors, and I wish I could get them all before I established my business and my entrepreneurship and had to find it by my own. It's, yeah. it's really great. I want to ask you, working with customers at your entrepreneurship phase, what was your biggest, most critical failure with customers, or one of them? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most. Well, I think... W- and we will talk about the success in a minute. Sure. Um, so I think one of the, uh, the failures was that we learned that early on that you have to use the 80-20 rule where particularly when you're starting that you need 80% of your time doing sales, mm. uh, selling, uh, not cold calling, but nurturing your clients. So 80% sure. is there. And then 20% is development of your content. And as, as entrepreneurs, we fall in love with our content of what we're doing. And we want mm-hmm. to work more on that rather than the things that seem to be more of a pain in the neck. And I think the one mm-hmm. failure that we had early on was that we had, we always made sure that we had enough good clients in the pipeline to, we use a 10% rule. If you want to get one client, you need to have 10 good clients as potentials. And, hmm. and I think one yeah. of the things that we didn't do early on with one of, the, one of our clients who we didn't capture uh, was that we were doing more development and not paying enough attention to them. So um, oh. phone calls, uh, touch points, uh, visits, those kind of things. And I think if we would have done that, we probably could have captured that one client. And they ended up going off to, to work with another entrepreneur. Mm. I, I love this story. I love this story because, you know, when you're so successful having failures and we all had, it's so important to hear them. And now I would like to ask you the story about your greatest, most significant success as a result of something you did right with your customers, some marketing or sales approach. Well, I, well, I have we have several success stories, but there's one that I think would be probably most interesting to your listeners. Yeah. The one success story that I have is, and it was not intentional. I ran after I had left Intel. I was doing a keynote speech for a very large company in Silicon Valley, 
uh, for a sales conference. Yeah. And I literally ran into a, uh, another consultant who had taught at Intel as he was an external consultant. We literally ran into each other. I was coming in to do my talk. He was leaving to hit, do his talk. Um, and I had taken one of his programs and it was a fantastic program and it was ones that we didn't offer. So what I did is I called him, uh, we exchanged cards and uh, I called him and I said, um, Alan, let's, let's talk about how I can help you. And then I'd really love to use your material. So I got certified on his material. He got certified on my material. And what I did was, is rather than trying to find my own customers, uh, I offered, hmm. we offered additional products that filled out his product line. So it was not, we weren't competing. Um, and then for probably five or six years, um, he gave me a very, very nice steady clientele uh, that he had booked me for. And then in the meantime, I was delivering his material to my customers. So I was purchasing, you know, the workbooks and books and, and intellectual property from him. So, so he, he used, he got to use me. I got to help him grow his business, uh, through two wow. ways. And then I got to grow my business because now I had additional products, uh, that I could offer to provide a broader suite of tools. Uh, so every, everybody was happy. So my tip to anyone listening to this podcast is to look for places where you can partner with people because there are many people out there uh, that are doing consulting that have a narrow set of offerings. Look for where you can complement rather than replace what they're doing and then partner with them. And then you don't have to go and get those clients uh, and you can start working through them. Wow. And my last question. There are many factors that affect one's success. However, I believe there's always one factor that do it for us that really help us to succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your key success factor? Uh, so I have an instant answer for you for that one. The, <laughs> I'm sure you the, do. <laughs> the, the instant answer for me, uh, as well as what I've seen other entrepreneurs, both inside my organization and company, as well as outside, is is that you, you have to identify your strengths and weaknesses and try to do more of what you like to do. And then most importantly is to partner with someone. They're commonly called an accountability coach. We call them capability coaches that partner hmm. with someone that will hold you accountable each day or each week so that you do what you say you're going to do. Because in today's world, it's so easy to get, uh, distracted digitally, uh, or go towards shiny objects of things that you want to work on. And I think what has helped me most is yeah. having an accountability partner and being able to act on the other side to hold other people accountable so that you can set um, expectations that will allow them to grow. Because I know for myself is if you give me a year to do something, I'll take the full year. <laughs> but if it, if it can be done in 30 days, then I, I set the, the goal for 30 days, and then I've got that 11 additional months to work on something else. But I really need to have that feedback, uh, that encouragement, that those things that provide me motivation and engagement. And how do you translate it to a factor that you have, how this is a factor of your success? So 
Um, so it's a factor, just like when we were writing the book, the factor of success was, is we, we committed at a conference to deliver the book. Um, hmm. And we did it in six months from idea to hmm. having the thousand copies, you know, on my front doorstep. But the factor is, is make the commitments, uh, get people to hold you accountable, develop a good plan, uh, try to stay on schedule and really prioritize your your kind of work, but it's amazing what you can get done. You know, my, uh, I have a, I have a reasonable amount of discipline. I know where I need help. And rather than trying to just put the burden on myself, I get others to help me as well. Thank you so much for this. And I promise to end the conversation yeah. on time. <laughs> I would like to thank you so much for this. It was, it was a gem. Every word, every idea, Great tips for everyone that listen and thank you so much, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for the opportunity and I really hope that some of my words and some of my successes and failures can help others be successful as they move into their entrepreneurial journey. I'm sure it will and we'll put everything and every way to be connected to you in the show notes over this interview and thank you so much. Take care. All right. And bye-bye. Shalom. Shalom. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website reachermiss.com. See you next week.